With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Fantasy Football Week 7 is upon us. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Lynch, David Matic here on this Thursday, October 21st, 2021. We've got a decent game. I guess that's the best way to put it tonight, perhaps, between Cleveland and Denver. We've got the, the National League Championship Series maybe coming to an end, and certainly tons of NBA to get to here on the show. And Davis, uh, a lot of fun watching the baseball games last night. We've got some NFL tonight as well. And, uh, and of course, the NBA delivering on the first couple of nights of the season, too. Yeah, you know, the NBA has been good. And uh, I, I've been locked into football, of course. But I got to I gotta be honest. We got Browns. We got Broncos. We got Case Keenum versus Teddy Bridgewater in 25-mile-an-hour wins. I think there's a pretty good chance the Dodgers-Braves is going to be on, on my TV tonight. I, uh, you know, I just for whatever reason, I kind of have – a soft spot for the Dodgers. I've been enjoying, uh, you know, this this series. We, we, Craig, you and I, we left the Braves for dead like four months ago. Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt, and we were like, okay, well, they're third place in the division. Acuna Jr. is hurt. Oh, great, you know, they added Adam Duvall. Good for them. But yeah, they're they're up three one. A very good chance of a closeout tonight. The Dodgers are. Uh, I mean, who knows what they're doing with their their rotation right now? It'll probably be Kniebel followed by Gonsolin tonight. Very, very odd stuff going on there. Did not think Tony Gonsolin would be playing a big role for the Dodgers in the postseason. Yeah, look, I I think, uh, we'll get to our headlines here. I think with LA, they have nothing to be ashamed of. Maybe they do in terms of like the way that the pitching staff was managed over the last week or two. But realistically speaking, um, I suppose when your payroll is 300 million, you're just supposed to have player upon player upon player. But 26 guys that are major league players, they don't have enough. I mean, a lot of guys got hurt this year. They had the Bauer situation. And you make no excuses because on Atlanta, they went through the same thing. But the postseason, it's all about getting hot. Right now, the Dodgers are not. Here are headlines here on the show here on this Thursday. More rumors yesterday coming uh, about Deshaun Watson's potential move from Houston maybe to Miami. We'll get into that here on the show today. Uh, Braves get back on track. They take game four. They lead the series three to one, and they'll have Max Fried on the mound tonight to try and close it out. So we'll see what happens there. By the way, Houston, what a storm back in this series. Three to two series lead, and they're going back to Houston. We could have a Houston-Atlanta World Series. At least that's what it looks like. And, uh, hey, you're not going to get much better than this in the NBA. Double overtime. The Knicks beat the Celtics 134 to 130 in their home opener at Madison Square Garden for sure. So, um, yeah, going back to this for a second, Davis, like I, I think the thing with the Braves is you mentioned Adam Duvall. And for me, it's a good lesson in sports. And I know the NFL, there's really not a lot of trades. Maybe that'll change, but there really aren't a lot in late October into November just because of the nature of the game. There, there obviously is in the NBA and the NHL. But what the Braves proved, I think, at the deadline this year is that if you try, Davis, you never know. Because, excuse me, players are like the stock market. You don't know when they're going to get hot or cold. If we did, we wouldn't have to play on FanDuel anymore, right? Like, we would know. We would just buy, you know, the the biggest house in the world because we'd all be rich and be done. I mean, who is to know Eddie Rosario was going to do what he did? Who is to know that Adam Duvall would just get hot at the right time? Uh, Jorge Soler, your guy from Kansas City. I know he's not playing right now. But, like, when, when you make these subtle moves in sports, you're taking a shot. And if it's a calculated shot... Maybe this changes the game, what Alex Anthopoulos did on July 31st. I hope it does. I hope everyone in sports realizes that if you try, there's a chance that you can win it all and don't punt. And I think that's what the Braves proved this year. 
I, I think you're right. And I mean, what Alex Anthopoulos would say is that those small moves are really going to add up. You know, removing plate appearances from guys like Ender Inciarte and Guillermo Heredia and giving those to Jock Peterson, giving those to Jorge Soler, giving those to Adam Duvall, that is, uh, that's not a non-zero move, right? Those, are, those were relatively big moves in the context of the team, even though those guys themselves are not like, superstars and that is that is what i think probably the braves are exemplifying yeah and 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 by the way you can't even name the players that the braves gave up in any of those trades i know because i'm crazy with this stuff but in general most people would not know what what the twins got back uh, back in return or i'm sorry cleveland what cleveland got back in return what miami got back in return what the Cubs got back in return for Jock Peter. I mean, it's insane. Like literally like nothing given up in order to do what they did for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, also, we're going to uh, touch on this NFL game tonight. Lots of players in and out of this one. Davis mentioned weather could be a factor as well. It's the Denver Broncos, a lot of running. It's Cleveland, a lot of running. This could be just one of those games tonight that, I mean, honestly, you may want to sit whoever you can, uh, Davis in fantasy. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like this, this is not... I mean, I guess you got to play Sutton, right? Like, there's no choice. <laughs> but beyond that, not feeling great. Yeah, Robert you Gordon, you, you got to play Sutton. I mean, I think if you have Noah Fant, just given the context of yeah. tight end, you probably have to play him. Where, where I think it gets interesting is, let's say Jarvis Landry gets activated from the short-term IR. I, I Week seven buys, you know, pretty crazy. But I don't know. This does not feel like a great Jarvis Landry spot. Yeah, no, and then the two teams probably just want to get out of there. That's the feel. I, I get I get this feel tonight. It's like when Carolina played on that Thursday night game. I think it was against Jacksonville. It feels like that same game is coming uh, tonight. All right, fantasy standouts in the NBA. We'll go over it with Davis. We'll also bring in our producer, Brett Levy, and review what happened between that Knicks-Celtics game. If you played those guys in DFS, boy, I'm hoping you did well. Don't go away. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. Also, Brett Levy is going to join us, talk a little NBA from Wednesday night. Let's get to our fantasy standouts. For those of you playing over on FanDuel, here are the winners last night in terms of DFS. Jalen Brown, we'll start off with him. Uh, I mean, arguably the best game I've seen from him ever. 46 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block. Julius Randle picks up right where he left off last season. 35 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, and 3 blocks. Again, double overtime game here. Uh, Evan Fournier, 32 points, uh, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, and 1 block. We'll go over to the Grizzlies, where John Morant gets off on, on the right foot. That's much needed. 37 points for him, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 blocks. 
And then uh, Davis LaMelo Ball seemed to be the one name that popped up on my timeline the most last night. Not sure why. Maybe you can explain. But 31 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals. Uh, Ball, obviously, uh, you know, on the trajectory of being an all-star and fantastic player in the NBA. But he was the one, Davis, that I was seeing pop uh, quite a bit on my timeline last night. Well, people are are very excited about LaMelo Ball for a lot of reasons. But what he did last night that had people particularly excited was he went 7 for 9 from three-point range. He was a decent shooter last year, uh, you know, slightly below league average. Took a, a decent number of them. But, you know, for, for a guard to be truly elite in the NBA, obviously they have to be making a lot of three-pointers and they have to be able to create their own three-pointers. You know, the James Harden step back. Of course, Damian Lillard always great at getting his own shot. So opening night versus the Pacers, pretty big start for him, you know, and only 29 minutes able to get 31 uh, and 7, 31, 7 and 9. Also, just uh, as, I, as I toss it over to Brett here, Chris Duarte, how about this for the first game from the rookie? 27 points, 6 for 9 from three-point range. Played 33 minutes, the third most on the team in his very first game. I played Duarte on FanDuel last night, not because I'm a genius or anything, but just because his salary was so cheap, they weren't expecting him to start. I felt like a genius at halftime when he had uh, when he had all those points. But like, I did you did anyone see this coming from Duarte? Yeah, I think you're right, Davis. Duarte played really well. He played really well in the preseason. Also, interesting note, he's the oldest rookie in the draft class, so uh, maybe he came in a little more prepared. But yeah, he shot the ball really well last night, made a big impact for the Pacers in that Hornets game. And the Pacers were up big. LaMelo leads the comeback, and he leaves the game looking like the Riddler. So maybe that's why you saw him, Craig. I don't know if you saw his post-game outfit, but it was uh, it was definitely something to see. Bright, bright green matching his Lamborghini in the parking that's lot. Yeah, I think that's why I, I probably I couldn't remember what it was for, but that probably was it. Uh, Brett, back to you here for a minute. Uh, I mean, look, in, in, in the NBA in the first 48 hours, you may have had the best game that we'll see all month between Boston and New York. What did you make of that game yesterday? Yeah, Boston and New York was great. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway was Jason Tatum played horrible, uh, and it was not a good coming out party for Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown was the guy carrying the scoring load for the Celtics last night. But uh, Jason Tatum, you know, as the game went on and got into double overtime, he was still aggressive, still taking shots. So I like what I saw from Jason Tatum. You're not going to be on your A game every single night. So hopefully he'll come out strong, stay aggressive. But if you own Jalen Brown in fantasy, you got to be ecstatic the way he played last night. He was the best player on the court. Um, And Julius Randle picking up where he left off last year is a good sign for Knicks fans who are expecting another playoff run, Craig. Uh, 30 plus points, uh, pretty much almost had a triple double there. So, uh, you know, great things for Julius Randle coming this season, it looks like. Davis, you were pretty bullish on on John Morant going into the season. I know we talked about him about a week ago in terms of his ADP for season-long leagues, and so a good start for him. Yeah, a really good start for him. And and a lot of what it came down to for Morant last year was he really was struggling to shoot. Uh, And that wasn't really something that he struggled with in college. He was an okay shooter his rookie year. But what you really want to see – from John Morant is he's got to be able to punish these bad teams, right? For the Grizzlies to be a serious playoff contender for them to, you know, even make the play in, in the Western conference. Cause it's so tough. Pretty much every time the Grizzlies come up against one of these bottom feeding teams, you know, like the, like the Cavs, like the magic, uh, you know, the, the Timberwolves. Well, I, guess, I don't know. The Timberwolves looked pretty good last night. So let's say, let's say the Rockets, he's got to have these huge games. Cause he is the best scorer on this team, you know, good game from Jaron Jackson jr. But if you look at like the scorers on their team, you know, it's Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, like for them to be competitive, I I think he'll honestly have to average close to 30 points, you know, 28 points, probably good enough. And look, you know, one game in, but so good so far. And that is uh, that is what I am looking forward to for him doing this season. All right, let's jump into some questions from Wednesday night's NBA games. Uh, First of all, of course, will the Raptors be viable with any of their season long fantasy assets? Anthony Edwards seems to be becoming what we thought he would be after his first year. Uh, Minnesota's number one options, Davis mentioned, looking pretty good. 
And uh, will the Cavaliers start three big men all season? That's not something we normally see anymore in the NBA. Now, when I watched, you know, the NBA 20 years ago, that's that's all we saw was just as big as they come. Let's put them in the in the front court. But that's not the way that it is anymore, Davis. Which of these questions you want to tackle here? Uh, I think the most interesting one is probably Anthony Edwards. So if he was to become, you know, a A plus scorer and he, you know, kind of worked on his defense, that would be huge for the Timberwolves as a franchise because they they have Carl Anthony Towns. I, I think Carl Anthony Towns is incredible and I think he's kind of been let down by the the organization as a whole so if anthony edwards is going to be an efficient scorer a guy you know averages 25 a night on you know 51 percent true shooting or whatever that is that is going to be massive for them because we're, we're pretty close uh if they if they miss the playoffs this season the carl anthony towns um that the, the trade request is coming in you can you can bet your bottom dollar on that all right brett how about the raptors in terms of them what do you see for them moving forward well, Craig, last night was scary because that was probably the game I was highest on the Raptors, probably all season, to be honest. Uh, they hadn't played a home game since before the NBA bubble in Toronto. They come home last night, fall flat on their face. They don't have a single player score more than 12 points, don't have a single player record more than four assists. I am worried about any Toronto Raptors I have on my season-long fantasy team because if I thought that was going to be their high point of the season, 88 points is not really going to cut it in season-long fantasy. No, definitely not. And let's touch real quick on the Cavaliers in terms of who they started yesterday. Yeah, so Cleveland ends up starting Markinen and Mobley, the number two overall pick, and Jared mm-hmm. Allen. They've got Kevin Love on the bench. They have Larry Nance Jr. still on this roster. So Davis, I mean, they kind of did it to themselves, but I think we might be seeing a very ugly Cavaliers lineup all season long. Uh, and it, it could be a low-scoring team there, Craig. I mean, they they did, they did, they did do it to themselves because they drafted Mobley, right? And if you draft Mobley and you pay Jared Allen all this money, and then you also make the move for Markkinen, like Markkinen honestly is probably more of a center than a power forward given the constraints of the NBA. And they just had him playing small forward. It's, It's amazing. All right, we'll check back in with Brett a little bit later in the show when we review tonight's games in the NBA, just a handful of games, and we'll give you some DFS options. We'll also hear from Jason Kidd, the... Head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, his thought on the Atlanta uh, Hawks, who, by the way, I don't know that many people will be watching <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks tonight, given the fact that the Braves are playing for the World Series for the first time in 22 years against L.A. All right, coming up next, the rumors are back surrounding Deshaun Watson, surrounding the Miami Dolphins, surrounding Tua Tagvailoa. What is the latest? What is going on? How will it affect fantasy football We'll dive into that coming up next right here on Sports Grid. Also coming up a little bit later in the show, we got some fantasy reality. And, of course, also the Sports Grid 60. So don't go away. Davis and I are back with some fantasy football discussion. Also, a preview of Thursday night. Great, great. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. 
Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Well, the rumor started back up on, on Wednesday. Uh, John McClain, you know, who I believe writes for the Houston Chronicle, if I'm not mistaken, uh, has covered football longer, I think, than virtually anybody else in the country. Had a report, Davis, yesterday that stated that the Houston Texans could potentially be making a trade with the Miami Dolphins that would send Deshaun Watson to Miami. And a couple of the other reporters, by the way, I think Mark Berman was the other one. He covered, he's covered Houston sports for a long time, too. Um, and why do I know the reporters? Because I'm a reporter too. So I know who's been around for a long time. And when these two guys say something, Davis, it's like, oh, okay. Like this is not just dart throwing here, which we've seen in the past from, from a lot of people, including myself. Sometimes you never know. But, 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 um, I am not getting that same feeling. And I'm wondering if, if there is other, if there are other things in play here in terms of maybe Houston is, is trying to do their best to get rid of, to, uh, to get rid of Watson. But again, understanding everything that Watson's going through and the asking price becomes uh, a little difficult. And the other thing that I would say Davis with this is that I believe this is, if they make this trade, Miami makes this trade, they become better instantly. I mean, let's, let's get real. Okay. Watson's a better player if he can play. But what a huge indictment on the front office on Tua for two for all. I mean, come on. Like, wow. Like, this was the guy you drafted and you're going to build around this guy. And then so quickly after not even one healthy season, you're just willing to dismiss this and, and move on to somebody that you don't even know that can play. It, it, I mean, it is shocking to me to see this direction that they're going in. And they use the term Hail Mary in football, Davis. This kind of feels like one in terms of trade if the Dolphins do this. Yeah, I um so this is this is my opinion. The first is that any team that trades for Deshaun Watson needs to have been in contact with the league office to understand what his legal situation is and if the league is going to do anything, you know, extra disciplinary for Deshaun Watson, you know, even if he does not end up going to jail, which no, no one is really talking about it like that, but like uh given everything that we've heard from the Houston police like uh, it is it is a non-zero chance that Deshaun Watson ends up going to jail for for all of these things. I, I believe that his uh, trial and and hearings and stuff are not scheduled until February for whatever reason. But it, it does not sound good. Uh, the other thing is that if I was the Dolphins, I wouldn't do this anyway. Um, I I am not like mega encouraged by what I've seen from Tua, but I also am not saying. Tua is never going to do it. He'll never be the guy. He's not capable of it. I, I don't believe that either. Now, if I was thinking in terms of probabilities, I would say it is less likely that Tua is ever a, you know, top 10, top 12 NFL quarterback. I think, I actually think a pretty good comparable for what Tua can be at the professional level. So something like what Baker Mayfield has been for the Browns, where he never is a guy that elevates you, right? Baker Mayfield is not going out there in winning games for the Browns, but they've been a very good team. Well, Baker has been their quarterback. He keeps the offense on schedule. He's very accurate. I, I definitely think that Tua, even right now, is capable of, of doing those things. Um, so I don't know. It's a very confusing situation. If I was the Dolphins, I would be thinking about standing pat. And then I guess the, the third thing is, Craig, I, I think this is the fourth time that we've done a segment on this show where it's been eminent. It's eminent that Deshaun right. Watson will be traded and then Deshaun Watson is not traded. And I, I think that makes sense because the team might get all hot and bothered saying, okay, we're trading for Deshaun Watson. And, and then they they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, are we really going to trade for this guy who like might never play down in the NFL again? Maybe not a good idea. Yeah. The thing that's interesting for me, because I've been on the reporting side of this, is that the reporters who are reporting the story, Davis, are, are reporters that would not be used by the team. That's the right. nicest way that I can put it. Like, like we all want scoops. And so if I'm going to get something, I understand when there's purpose to put something out. I've done it before. 
but I'm also not going to say that it's going to happen this week unless I really feel like that, like there is a chance of that. And so if it, and if this doesn't, it would really be to me uh, a huge indictment on the Texans, not so much the reporters, because you have to know right now, Davis, that is where this is coming from. That is absolutely where this is coming from now, because the agents don't know when this is going to go down. Deshaun does not know when this is going to go down. Um, and I don't think those reporters are going to allow themselves to get used by a team. So I will flip it right over to Houston. Houston clearly does not understand the full landscape of this, which is if you can get your 20 cents on the dollar, you probably should have done it like three months ago. And they chose not to. And we're in the middle of the season. Miami, let's think about this for a minute. Also, Davis, who knows if two is in this deal or not, by the way. And I know Washington was thrown out there yesterday, but I don't even know if I believe that either. But think of it from Miami's perspective. Davis, if they made this trade, okay, so you make your deal. Watson doesn't play. You go 2-15 and 15 this season. They don't even have their pick. They gave, it, they gave it to Philadelphia. So it's not even like they have the top three pick in the draft going into next year, too. Last thing on this. everyone Here's what everyone wants, Davis. Everyone wants the Dolphins to come out and say and endorse Tua and say we're not right. going to make this trade. Okay, that's what everybody wants to happen. The problem is two things. Number one, the Dolphins think they're the Patriots, and they think this is how you do business. You say nothing, which is fine. When you're winning Super Bowls, and when you're winning all of these games, that's who you can be. You can be Robert Kraft. You can be Bill Belichick, Scott Pioli. You can be those guys. The Dolphins have not earned that at this point. And it may be out of character for them to do this because I under, from my understanding is that Davis, if they do this, I think I've mentioned this before, they then set the precedent every single time a player wants out or a player wants a trade up oh, Chris Greer, the GM, Brian Flores, the head coach, they got to debunk it, right? They got to say, nope, not true. Nope, not true. Some teams do that anyway, by the way, they'll do it regardless. So they don't want to do it. But Davis, I think in this case, there's an exception to the rule. I think they have to, I, I think they have to do this for the quarterback, for Tua. I mean, how can he ever go out and play football? He's constantly looking over his shoulder. Davis, he was doing it last season. They pulled him for Fitzpatrick over and over. And now this season, he's constantly thinking, oh, I wonder if they're going to make a trade. Either make the trade or just come out and say, we are not doing it. I don't know why this is so difficult. Why? Because they think they're the Patriots. Oh, we're not going to say anything. We're not going to tell the media anything. This is the way Miami operates. If you ever watch Brian Flores, this is the way they handle it. And that's fine. You can be that. But they've proven nothing, Davis. Chris Greer's proven nothing in all these years. What did they do? They got Will Fuller. He's hurt. They got a few offensive linemen. They're not playing well. We're so good at running back that we're just not going to get anyone. The Ravens are running Freeman out there and, and, and Bell. I mean, they did nothing. Yeah, they, they did absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I honestly, I think that of the, the list of things that is wrong with the Miami Dolphins, the performance of, of Gaskin and Savan Ahmed are, are not one of them. Now, I mean, giving Malcolm, what, they give Malcolm Brown three and a half million dollars or something like that. I, I, I wouldn't have done that. But I mean, can I, I'm not going to kill the Dolphins for giving a veteran third down back, you know, it not that's not really any different to me than like Giovanni Bernard signing with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like it it seems fine. To I honestly I I think everything going on with the Dolphins can just be summarized by this when they uh, suited up against the Jaguars to go play. Thirty percent of their cap was either on the IR or on the you know just was a was a health uh, uh, a non healthy scratch for the game right. So Devontae Parker, Xavier Howard, and if a huge core of your team is not healthy, you either have to have a really, 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 really good quarterback to overcome that. They don't have that. Or you have to have a really strong head coach. And I don't, I'm not, again, I don't want to kill Brian Flores. I don't want to kill Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator, but I think they're like mostly fine. Um, and I would imagine the reason why they have not come out and said anything. I mean, you know, part of it, they are, they do like to think of themselves as the Patriots or whatever that, that does seem true, but I think it's way worse to say we're not trading Tua and then end up trading Tua like that. That is bad, right? That that sends. I think that sends an even worse message to the players than saying nothing, right? Like having to having to publicly recant. Yeah, that that is way worse. And so you also don't want to say we're exploring the options of trading our starting quarterback because that throws the organization in. You know that that is a, a big chaotic upheaval style thing. So there, if if 
what I, this is what I think is happening. And I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you come to this. What I think is, I think whoever owns the team, Steven Ross, is that his name? I think he wants Watson. And I think that Brian Flores and the front office don't want Deshaun Watson. And so that is a huge amount of organizational tension. That could be true. But if that's the case and you had your GM and coach aligned and you were able to fend off the owner, I know how this works, Davis. What does it say about the GM and the coach where they recant after they're one and five? I mean, that's sad, man. Like that just basically says, yikes, we may lose our jobs in order to do this. Let's go against everything that we thought two months ago, you know, and and that does not speak well, I don't think to the way that things are being run. I, I don't know uh, that to be factual, by the way, with what you said. Some of that I have heard as well. The other things that we heard a little bit yesterday were Washington as a potential landing spot for Tua. Uh, I think Pro Football Network reported today, this morning, that Carolina was another team that at least maybe kicking the tires to see what happens. We know Philadelphia did. I don't, I don't think that they're still involved in that at this point. But it's a fascinating story. It's one that won't go away. And I suppose in two weeks it will, one way or the other, Davis, because we'll have the trade deadline come and go. And Watson probably, I don't know, what do you think? I think he's probably still on Houston in two weeks, right? <laughs> makes the most like sense. 98%, 98% to still be on Houston would be uh, would be my analysis. Yeah, I mean, how does any team trade for that, not knowing what's going to happen? I mean, that's a huge swing, unless you're getting him for nothing, which to me, I think that's going to happen. I think Houston eventually is going to have to give him up for almost nothing. I think their they're, they're ship sailed three months ago. All right, uh, more coming up. We'll preview the Thursday night game next. Stay on the grid. Don't go away. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with Virtual Try-On from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. The fortunate part about this NFL season is regardless of the teams in these night games, the games have always been exciting this season, which is sort of rare. I mean, almost every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday game have been pretty good. So maybe that will be the case tonight. Maybe we'll look at this matchup and look at this total of 41 and and better things than we assume will happen. But here is the matchup as it stands right now. Uh, uh, Cleveland, who was three-point favorites for most of the week, they're down to a point and a half because Baker Mayfield is out and Case Keenum is in. And the money line is minus 114 for Cleveland. I'm sorry, minus 126, excuse me, for Cleveland, plus 108 on Denver. Uh, This is one of the lowest totals of the year in the NFL, 41 and a half right now on FanDuel with a little lean toward the under. Of course, with Mayfield being out and Nick Chubb being out, it kind of has the Browns up against it to a degree. But the Denver Broncos have also suffered their fair share of injuries. And even after last week's game, Teddy Bridgewater was a little banged up, and he was asked about his status going into tonight's game. 
Just like the Cleveland Browns, you know, pretty sure they have guys banged up. They're playing on a short week. You know, we have guys banged up. We're playing on a short week. So um, we got to make sure that we just lock in mentally um, and try to do the best that we can to, you know, um, execute the game plan in the best way that we can. Is it still uncertain if you'll play on Thursday in your mind? Um, honestly, like I said, we're just hitting it aggressively in the training room right now. And, you know, I'm locked in on this game plan um, with the mindset of just going out there and competing and, you know, trying to win a football game. All right, well, it looks pretty good here for uh, Bridgewater to play in tonight's game, Davis. I think that we'll probably see him. We will not see Baker Mayfield. It will be Case Keenum, who, of course, played for the Denver Broncos and actually played okay for them until uh, the end. Um, but at least for me, for my opinion, I'm not backing Denver ever. Like, I, it just doesn't matter to me. Like, I am just not a Broncos believer. We went through week one, week two, and week three of the season. The only uh, the only week I backed them when, is when they were at home in their first game, and I do that every single year because they win. Um, so, I, I mean, I think Cleveland's going to win. I think Cleveland is going to win. Tonight. Even with Case Keenum, I'm just a huge anti-Denver coaching staff, boring, run-the-ball type offense. I know they've been banged up. I understand that. But – what an embarrassing loss they had last week to the Raiders, basically without John Gruden, their head coach. Um, but I'm curious your thoughts on on tonight. Well, it's uh, it's definitely shaping up to be a game where both teams just want to run the ball a lot, which you would think is weird with the Cleveland Browns. You know, no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt tonight. You would think that, uh, okay, well, we don't have our two best running backs, so we probably shouldn't run the ball a ton. Then you realize, okay, well, they're going to be without – Baker Mayfield, they're turning it over to Case Keenum, who I guess, to be fair, I, I actually kind of like Case Keenum. I mean, is he a really good NFL quarterback? No, he's not. He's had some decent he's had some decent runs in the NFL before, most notably in Minnesota in 2017. You know, we had a 7.4 YPA that year, 11-3 and when he was the starting quarterback for the Vikings that season. He is a, a, a better-than-median backup quarterback. There also is expected to be pretty gross wind in this game. Uh, I saw projections about 25 miles an hour, maybe some rain. We'll, we'll see on that. But what all of this tells me is we're going to see lots of running, right? We're going to see lots of Melvin Gordon, lots of Javante Williams, lots of Dearness Johnson. And then I, I actually think John Kelly, who got elevated from the practice squad this week, used to play for the Los Angeles Rams, now a member of the Cleveland Browns. I think we'll see you know, eight, 10 carries from him. Probably we'll see. I, I think the Browns knowing Kevin Stefanski, they're going to love to have some tricky stuff tonight. You know, we'll see some reverses with Demetric Felton. We'll see Jarvis Landry throw a pass tonight. Probably they love uh, to break that one out of there. But to me, uh, I think the team that wins this game is whatever team gets lucky on a, a big play. Right. So it could be Cortland Sutton, you know, a 60-yard touchdown could be uh, Demetric Felton, you know, breaking a tackle and or, or returning a punt or something because these two teams are very close in talent level with all of these injuries. So it's just going to be whoever is able to find a, a big play. Yeah, it, that, that could definitely it could be whoever has the ball last. I mean, in a 2017-type game, you never know. All right, let's look at the DFS pricing tonight on FanDuel, see if we can come up with some winners for you here. Bridgewater is at 14-5. Sutton is at 12-5. Davis mentioned Jarvis Landry is also playing tonight, so keep that in mind. Tim Patrick is 11,000. Melvin Gordon, 10,500. Odell Beckham Jr. is 10,000 tonight. And Dearness Johnson is 10,000. And so uh, this will be a slate that I'll stay away from, so I'm not going to pretend to know what to do. So I'll ask you, Davis, <laughs> what should people do tonight if they're playing this slate? Yeah, I will. I will definitely be playing tonight. And uh, this is this is the most interesting slate we've had in a while from a game theory perspective. Because if you wanted to, because of the injuries, you can play any player you want. So normally, when you're playing the single game slate on FanDuel, you have salary constraints, right? Where you couldn't play the six most expensive players if you wanted to. But on FanDuel tonight. You can play, you know, Keenum, Bridgewater, Sutton, Johnson, Landry. You, you could just you go down the list and you could play them all and basically just say, all right, I'm going to play all the most expensive guys and I'm going to wheel around, you know, that that MVP slot. And also keep in mind, uh, if you're if you're thinking about getting weird, no defenses are available in 
FanDuel single game contest. So if, you know, the Denver Broncos defense or the Cleveland Browns defense gets a pick six and ends up being one of the highest fantasy scorers of the game, that does not matter for the MVP contest on FanDuel. So another little interesting wrinkle to think about there. My thought would probably be a huge chunk of players are going to be using Keenum, Bridgewater, Sutton, and Dearness Johnson as their captains. In fact, if I had to guess right now, 60% of the MVP selections are going to be those four players. And because of what you and I have just been talking about for the last 10 minutes, we don't know what's going to happen in this game. We don't know who is going to break off a big play. I, I would be thinking, you know, the, the way to, to go about performing this slate, you know, one lineup or 150 lineups, it doesn't matter. I think making a group of Jarvis Landry, Javante Williams, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, Donovan Peoples-Jones, those would be the guys I would be really trying to work in to my MVP slot. And probably I would just shift most of my lineups in directions of like playing two running backs from the same team, you know, playing Javante and Melvin Gordon together playing John Kelly and Dearness Johnson together. Kelly, I think, is uh, probably the sneakiest play of the uh, of the slate, actually. You know, you know what's funny? It's interesting. This morning, um, in, in one of my season-long leagues, my, like, home league, 12-team league, I, I saw a notification, you know, because I see all the notifications I, on CBS, I think it is, when people pick up and drop players. Like, I, I like seeing that and, because I like to see who people right. drop. And I saw Davis that somebody picked up. I don't know if I should tell him or not. Somebody picked up Joshua Kelly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know if he realizes it's the wrong Kelly, right? I think that's going to happen in some leagues this week. Oh, oh, 100%. I mean, I, and look, I would love to, uh, I'd love to laugh at your buddies. I've done the same thing before. Uh, maybe not exactly with Joshua Kelly and John Kelly, but uh, do you remember? I bet you do because you've been playing fantasy a long time. Do you remember when there was a, a wrong Adrian Peterson? When there was an Adrian yeah. Peterson who played for the yeah. Chicago Bears, that one was a classic. Yeah. I've done this in baseball before with Jay Suarez. There is a, a Jose Suarez and a – this was years ago, um, but they yeah. happen to both be pitching on the slate, same slate on FanDuel. There was one for the Astros and one for the Angels, and I clicked on the wrong one. Uh, we've all – look, we've all been there, so I can't, I can't castigate anybody. All right. Yeah, it's uh, John Kelly that that's going to get a shot tonight, and I like that look too. I think there's a chance of that happening a little bit. Yeah, Felton. They don't they don't appear to want to use Felton outside of a few gadgets, which is unfortunate. I think he's a good player. But all right, let's take a look at the MVP uh, selections tonight. I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples Jones, even despite Jarvis Landry there. Uh, I mean, Peoples Jones has shown a lot the last few weeks. Why not? And now look, I know it's not. It's not going to be a Baker tonight, which hurts things a little bit. And usually the backup does throw to the backups because I guess they work with them in practice. But I right. could not tell you who is behind Donovan Peoples-Jones and Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry as a fourth receiver. I don't know. So I will say Donovan Peoples-Jones, Davis. Who do you got? Uh, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I, I love your selection. I, I am, uh, I'm just a huge, a huge fan of his in general. We talked about him in the preseason. Uh, and we're we're starting to see the 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 fruits uh, the fruits of that labor starting to pay out. But my guy is going to be Noah Fant here because without Jerry Judy, he has basically been the de facto slot wide receiver. And so I'm thinking, okay, well this is going to be a pretty slow game, going to be a lot of ball control. And when Teddy does throw, Teddy's not going to be wanting to throw the ball deep as often to Cortland Sutton as often to Tim Patrick. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that those guys can't get there. Right. I mean, look, Corlin Sutton is an amazing player. Of course, he can be would not be hard for Corlin Sutton to be the highest scoring player of this game. But I actually think this looks like a spot where we will see more Noah Fant targets than Corlin Sutton targets. And Fant played 89 percent of the snaps last week, 11 targets, nine receptions, 97 yards and a touchdown. So really just thinking about how can this game play out? A lot of short passing, a lot of throwing to Noah Fant. And I just I just think Noah Fant is uh, a, a really talented player anyways. And I, I don't think he'll be very popular tonight. People don't like to use tight ends in, uh, in the MVP slot. That is definitely true. That, that's interesting. Why is that? Why not? You know, I think it's just like, uh, you're, it's like you're at a, uh, it's like, you know, you're at a dinner buffet, right? You go, you go to a, you go to a nice buffet and they got steak and they got lobster tails and maybe like you, you really like hot wings, right? 
but you don't you're not going to go for the hot wings if there's a lobster tail right there right and no fan is the hot wings right the the tight ends the tight ends are the hot wings it's not that they can't score points it's not that you don't like them it's just that why would I pick why would I pick Noah Fant when I can pick uh you know Odell Beckham or what and and because the specific dynamics of this slate you can literally play whoever you want there's basically no salary cap restrictions gotcha um so I did not unload the fab on Dearness Johnson that's probably a fantasy mistake on my end I just couldn't bring myself to do it after he destroyed my teams last season um the one player that I'm most curious about when we first when we last talked Davis which is I think on was it Monday that we last talked what what is going on with Antonio Gibson is he playing or not like what is the deal with this all right. Well, uh, good good news for you. I just got an update on him while we were uh, while we were at break. Antonio Gibson and Ricky Seals Jones, both who got banged up, both of them are at practice this morning for the Washington Football Team. They have their helmets on. They're doing the individual drills now. Does that mean when we get to Sunday morning and Antonio Gibson takes a shot to his leg that you know I, this would be the third straight week in a row that he limped off if he limps off again? This week, so I my guess would be Antonio Gibson is going to be active when we get there on Sunday. But again, my guess would be that he is going to have some limited effectiveness, and we will probably see uh, a heaping helping of JD McKissick this week for the Washington Football Team against the Green Bay Packers. Which it's going to play out a lot like their game uh, against uh, against the Chiefs did last week, where they're going to be trailing and and throwing the ball a lot. Most likely so. All right. So that's the update on Antonio Gibson. We'll have more updates coming up for you here at the bottom of the hour. We've got a sports grid update at the top of the hour. And then, of course, we will dive into more of the subjects here surrounding some fantasy football discussions. In addition to that, we'll talk a little bit more baseball. And, of course, uh, the NBA slate tonight. It's a three-game slate, so we're going to give you a DFS preview coming up as well. A quick reminder for those of you who are getting ready for week seven of fantasy football, if your weekday is busy and your weekends are better, there's good news. 8 a.m. every Sunday, myself, Joe Pizapia, and Matt Stryker, we have you covered on Fantasy Sports Today, the Sunday morning edition. Again, that's 8 a.m. Eastern, live right here on Sports and SportsGrid.com. We'll be back to wrap up the first hour of our show. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. As we wrap up this first hour, I want to remind you how you can follow us on social media on Twitter. It's very easy to do. Just go to Twitter and follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for all the latest news, notes, information, tips, picks, fantasy information. We're live here 18 hours a day. And those of you who can't watch all 18 hours, I don't blame you. So just go to our social media channels to catch all of it. Last night, tweeting out highlights 
of the Atlanta Braves over on Sports Grid TV and some of the things that we're talking about here, you certainly can find there. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Davis, no practice for him today for the Kansas City Chiefs, second day in a row. But if uh, last week is any indication, I guess he'll play because this happened, I think, last week as well. But he had been in and out of the game last week. I think I saw him on the bike last week, too, at one point. Yeah, he uh, he went back to the locker room last week. Apparently, this quadriceps injury is bothering him. My guess would we'll probably see this pattern for the rest of the season. He will just be on the uh, the veteran maintenance schedule where they want to li- they 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 want to keep him. I think uh, on ice as much as possible during the week. I also think that we will see this with Travis Kelsey too because Kelsey uh, had the stinger two weeks ago, got banged up. I think he got his his wrist banged up in the game against the Washington football team this last week. And I uh, think things will get real ugly in Kansas city. If one or both of those guys are out, I don't really know what they'll do. Yeah, it could be for sure. But uh, look, we'll see this week. It's a very limited NFL schedule. A lot of the good teams in terms of fantasy are off on tomorrow's show. We'll dive back into that. We'll also bring in Jim Sanis for a DFS preview of the weekend slate. Joe Pizzapia will join us. We'll take care of a Sunday morning preview for you. So we still got plenty to go here on the Thursday and Friday edition of the show. Maybe we'll have a new National League champion come tomorrow to talk about as well. All right, coming up next, we have Chris with the update here at the top of the hour. We'll have our headlines. Uh, We'll also hear from Von Miller of the Denver Broncos, who had some choice words for the Cleveland Browns going into this week. You'll hear those coming up next right here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, every day. Noon to 2 Eastern, we'll take our final time out of this hour, and then we'll be back at the top of the hour in just a minute. Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming and more. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 